0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George, and you're listening to our review of Fate of the Furious, aka The Fast and the Furious 8. How exciting is that? Joining me today, as usual, is Connor. Hello. And Benjamin. Ride or die. Rightio, this is it. Number eight, the final installment in the Fast and Furious franchise. There's two more, George. Isn't there three more after this? I, look, they're going to keep going forever. I thought 9, 10, 11 was a little trilogy.
1: I think they were even trying to get 12.
0: Yeah. Anyway. They're never going to stop. That was meant to be a joke. <laughs>
1: Obviously, failed. <It's laughs> great. Cool. Count? I'd like to start us off by saying I fucking love this film so much. This This movie for me is... A movie that knows what it is so much. My thing with Fast and Furious is that they found a level of absurdity where they could pretty much do just about anything. And as long as they kept it absurd enough, I was down for it. Because there's no like breaking reality or anything because this franchise reality is broken. Like there's just none of it makes sense.
2: It's a cartoon at this point.
1: Yeah, essentially. But I thought they roped it in a little bit
0: in this one, which is something that I liked. And I thought they brought it, particularly in the front half, more back to Cars. I particularly like that opening sequence in Cuba uh, and that whole, whole scene there. And I thought they brought it back to Cars. The last few seem to have been even more crazy than this one. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I will correct you if you're wrong, because I, I believe you are wrong. So you think this one is the most crazy? Um, because I thought when Vin Diesel drove through three skyscrapers in number seven, that was absolutely absurd.
2: There's no way that was more ridiculous than the driverless cars in this one. Yeah. The zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Mate. I guess. Come on, submarine. Um, no, hold on. We're ignoring the elephant in the room here, George. Isn't this
1: your most hated
2: franchise ever?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're talking some pretty big smack before yeah, you you
2: legitimately did not want to review this film I
0: was not looking forward to this
1: at all
0: yeah. I am so fatigued by this franchise uh, and going in I was feeling I just wasn't excited for it and darn too did they <laughs> show me how to make a movie with the cars uh I really loved particularly the first half of this film I thought it was fun and you as you said it knows what it is it did what it needed to do I was I was on board I was enjoying it. Later on, I was a little fatigued. As you do, these films just pummel you for so long with action sequences. And and by the 90-minute the mark, the three-quarter mark, I'm like, okay, this is wrapping up. You know, We're going to go through these formalities of the last sequence. And uh, yeah, first half was much better than the second half. But actually, I stand corrected on how I went into this. I, I enjoyed it so much more than I expected to.
2: Now, now, you two went to see this together, which is nice for you two to get some alone time. Um, it's really cool. Um, and I, I heard in advance, actually, that you had enjoyed this film after weeks of smack talking it. Um, and I had thought maybe you hadn't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies since they essentially became a parody of themselves. But you've seen just about every one, haven't you? I've seen everyone except I think I haven't seen Fast Five, which was The Rock, the first one that The Rock was in. Mm, I mm. think I've seen every other one. Okay. All right. That makes sense because Fast Five was really when this franchise became what it is now in yeah. a lot of ways. And that was really when a lot of people were like, wow, when did this happen? We've been ignoring this franchise since the first one, uh, which was fine. And and then suddenly it's this huge, bombastic, crazy, cartoony uh, action franchise. Um, but that would make sense Because that was a cool one And then 6 one I think improved on that even And that's probably The, the high watermark Of the series For a lot of people And 7 I think Was not uh, That had production troubles Obviously And it was not quite there But this one um, I also loved Connor Absolutely mm. loved it I, I think this is one My favourite one yet I've only seen From 4 onwards uh, Despised 4 Liked 5 Really enjoyed 6 7 mm, uh, Not quite as much uh, But this one I just loved From start to finish it's such a good time.
1: One of the things I I, I wanted to mention, just because we are talking about the franchise as a whole, um, was that, for me, the first three, and that includes, uh, I guess, first four? Mm. Where does Tokyo Drift sit three. in that? Is Tokyo Drift number yeah. three? And then four so was, so was like, confused. oh, we're getting the crew back together. That's, That's right. Yeah. yeah, and it was so shit. <laughs> one to three was very much... Um, point break with cars. Yeah, it was it was like, you know, the streets and it was it was very much about the cars. There was a lot of car talk, there was a lot of um focus around, you know, all these different mods and whatever have you. And then for me, 4 was a growing pains type film. Do you personally? Yeah. <laughs> no, just in terms of the franchise because it was going from this I won't say grounded because there's still the first three is still ridiculous but very much kind of contained films to something a little bit more ridiculous. Mm. And then number five is, w- is where you, as you said, it found kind of the direction it wanted to go. Um, and and it was they fucking f- gunned
2: it in that oh, direction. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, it, and I think it was around four or five. The, the moment I really fell in love with this uh, franchise was around, I think, five, which is where most people did, which is where suddenly they knew karate. Like, they went from these, like, <laughs> street thugs that could maybe kind of tussle to fucking ninjas mm. with no context as to how that happened. Like they just suddenly became these planet saving fucking special forces. Sp- special kind of forces thing. type yeah. ninja people.
2: And now we're at the point where The Rock is the Hulk. And he is it, the Hulk. It, wor- it just it's works. So like, yeah. you good. look at him and
1: you're like, yes, I believe he could punch <laughs> a dent in that steel <laughs> yeah. door. But I mean, like, for me, that's like, they just went full bore crazy you know makes zero sense you know and that for me is is the best thing a film can do mm. if the first 3 are not crazy enough to be enjoyable in that sense they're grounded enough to be enjoyable as they are the five onwards is ridiculous enough to be enjoyable because they play in that space they just go full bore nuts this superhero movies yeah, yeah They're 100% superhero yep. movies with cars Yep um, And
2: they're doing it better than most superhero movies Like this is an Avengers film And I Man, I loved it It's like almost as good as the Avengers films I They're think. a
0: great team, aren't they? They're, yeah, they've got awesome on-screen chemistry Everyone has their own role hmm. Uh, And I particularly liked how The Rock had always was in a Humvee and the bigger car. It was in a sleek Lamborghini or something and he's in, I'm The Rock, I'm (laughs) in the big car. I'm in the Jeep. Yeah, I think there was a lot of Jeep and Chrysler product placement oh, non-stop yeah. product placement this um, film
2: suits it though but i, yeah,
0: I it happens, loved doesn't it i loved how uh vin diesel sort of turned his back on the team and that that dynamic because the family thing has always been i mean they say family in this film like 18 times that family <laughs> aspect of the film uh, and the
1: franchise as a whole was an integral part of the plot mm. uh, which i really liked it was a good shake-up and i think um, i was chatting to one of our friends who's actually been on the podcast nick his biggest concern with it, before he saw it, was um, the reason that Dominic Toretto uh, betrays his family. Is it stupid? Because it could—it's so easily that it could be that you know he's mind control or <laughs> you know any any number of things that could have been yeah. happening. And one of the things that I thought that this film did really well, and I won't spoil it, but I thought that the reason that he did it, like it felt good to me, like that just it didn't feel like a cop out.
2: That was perfect. It made perfect sense. Exactly. Like you, you never questioned why he was doing what he was doing at all. I think. And
0: it tied in with the concept. Yeah. yeah. It, it works within the his character and the character that he's been set up to be up until this stage.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, uh, I know I said that I, I enjoy this film because there, it, it's ridiculous, but I felt like that would have been, I don't know why, but that if that had been pulled off lazily or stupidly, yeah. I feel like that would have really kind of let me down That
0: was an important part of the film To get right It was the
1: linchpin, it's the, the entire premise really. There's certain things that these movies have to get right um, And that was certainly one of them And I think they nailed it Like this movie checks every box That it needs to check Does It have? It
2: missed one very important one um, it uh, This may be a spoiler for some people They don't drink any Coronas Which was <gasps> oh. very, You're right. very disappointing oh, I think, no. I think, I think Budweiser right. is the new drink of
1: choice Minus I didn't even notice points. that. I was sitting in the cinema with my Corona. And <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Bitterly disappointing. They probably just asked too much money of Corona. <laughs>
0: I particularly liked uh, Charlize Theron in this film. She's as, cool. Uh, as I said, uh, in Top 8, which is our weekly movie show. Um, check that out. It comes out every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a very compelling villain. I liked her um, the poise she brought to the role. Uh, And you know, in a lot of these films, we don't get uh, very um, menacing villains or you know compelling villains. And I thought she really ticked all the boxes, and I liked her performance. And I thought her dreadlocks pretty cool as well. Mm.
2: Well, speaking of villains, it was so good having Jason Statham back. Um, I love that they brought him back from the last one. He was like hardcore in that last film, like in a movie that I didn't love. He was a real standout, and uh, the second he showed up again um I was like yes and pairing kind of pairing him off with the rock throughout brilliant we need a spin off asap I was going to say the
0: same thing the mm. their chemistry on screen and the banter between those guys is Absolute some of my favorite <laughs> scenes
1: I think one of the the standout scenes for me and it it's uh, featured quite heavily in the trailer um is that prison scene where they're locked in together that is probably I think my favorite little action sequence of the entire film and their back and forth that is my favorite action sequence of the year oh i love that scene so much a good scene it's
2: like it's like jason statham just parkouring everywhere and the rock just being the hulk just it is the smashing, hulk yes. smashing people
0: just around picking people up mm. and throwing them at other people
2: and but you, you believe it you believe it so much watching him yeah. and for
1: me this again this kind of harks back to the fact that it's such a ridiculous franchise because they've just made the rock into this superhuman being, and that not at, not once do you kind of sit back and go, "Oh, that's that's ridiculous." Yeah. You just go, "Yep, this this fits in perfectly." Okay,
2: as a side note, I get so pissed at anyone who like sits there scoffing or questioning the logic of these movies. Like they are cartoons; <laughs> and they can get away with anything. In my mind, I don't yeah. give a shit. Hyper reality. Yeah, right. and I think I think. They have done worse than in than in this film. Big There's time. like in terms of like people surviving car crashes and stuff, seven was really pushing it to some weird places. Mm-hmm. But uh this one kind of reined it in maybe a that, little bit.
0: That's what I mean. That's what I said at the beginning is this film did feel like it kept a little bit more of a lid on everything. It was still crazy, it was still overbloated. Just everything seemed to be a little more contained, which I liked and it helped me. Get into the film, particularly in the first scene in Cuba with the race car scene. I loved that scene, and it really got me into the film. And I loved how it brought it back to cars. Mm, yeah. uh, I, I like that, and it really set up the film. In a, in I was on board with the film from that first scene, and when it went crazy after that, I was okay with it.
1: See, mm. for me, that beginning scene was. I mean, when you say that it's about the cars, I, I kind of disagree with that because the beginning scene for me was was as probably about as ridiculous as anything else in the film. The The fact that, you know, some of the physics of, of what that car was doing... Um, no, man, it, it was the Cuban NOS. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> I loved that. So, I mean, no, no, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. But as far as it being like harking back to an actual um, car film or it, it, it being less ridiculous, some of the things in that, without going into too many spoilers, some of the things in that scene were... Were utterly just just doesn't even come close to what a car can actually do. It was do. two dudes riding in cars, which I loved again. You know. But just not. I I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that it's more. I'm not saying that it's...
0: those other elements were there, but the, just the idea of him just racing. Yeah, uh, it's the simplicity of that is what brought me into the film.
1: Did six and seven have any of those? Did Did they just I'm have like a street sure race? They did.
2: I'm pretty sure they did. They must have been somewhere.
1: Yeah. Well, there's just like chases. Was there a car? Was, it, yeah. <laughs> Was there a car? I think that's, at this point, that's just, like, the bare minimum <laughs> that they're taking. Like, is there, like, a Lambo in there somewhere? And, or if, is there, like, you know, a, a muscle car or something? Like that? And if they've got that, be like, sweet, it's still a car movie. Tick.
2: Uh, favorite action sequences? The whole thing. The, um, the last film really peaked in the middle somewhere. In the Dubai stuff, I think, probably. I can't remember it that well. But um, this one, I thought, kind of kept ramping it up, and I just loved every one of them. That Like, that last that whole last scene um, you've seen in the trailers with the submarine and everything in Russia. Awesome.
1: That, and then, uh, this really brilliant thing about this film, like, all these scenes are hilarious, but also at the same time, just fucking cool. Just uh, It's so much fun, just unbridled joy on the screen. Yeah. Like, it's just refreshing,
2: honestly.
0: My... Only complaint with this film was oh, Hey mate, mate.
2: What are
1: you what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Particularly in that scene with all the zombie cars and in that whole part of the film just felt a bit labored. Mm. And that's fine. I mean, if that's the only complaint and you know, three quarters of the way film, it goes through a bit of a lull. I mean, yeah, who cares? <laughs> it's not the biggest deal, man. Uh but that was that was my only that was my only complaint and when it kicked back into the end that last scene with the the submarine and uh the end of the film, I was back on track. Yeah, really enjoyed it. And as you said, I think I think this film really succeeds in what
1: it wants to be. It knows what it wants to be, and it executes that to a teeth. I completely agree with you um, that there was a bit of a lull about three quarters of the way through, um, and I, I don't think you can really avoid that with a film like this. Like if you're being relentlessly hit with high octane, yeah, yeah. type thing. At some point, you're going to have to kind of come down a little bit, but and again, as I agree with you, the the end scene just really kind of ramped it back up, and I was I was on board. So,
2: yeah, as a whole, I think the way I could best describe this movie is really confident. Um, mm. The last one felt a little more slapdash and like they were just trying a bunch of different things. Maybe this one, just from beginning to end, it it you know it knew exactly what it was. It it drew on the previous movies in the franchise in really interesting ways. I thought. And it it uh, just great direction from uh, F Gary Gray. I think very well put together the whole thing.
1: Yeah. He did straight out of Compton, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So should we move into a bit of uh, spoiler territory? I don't know if there's that many spoilers. There's, there's, a, few there's a few ones yeah. in there. Um. One of the ones for me, straight off the bat, was I love how this franchise has taken quite like consistently its um villains. And just transfer them into good guys, making like this ensemble of like ex bad guy to good guy. The Dragon Ball Z rule. <laughs> I love how they somehow made audiences forget that he killed one of their friends. Yeah. And a lot of other people. Viciously. He's a bad, bad bad guy. Yeah. Well, they were all bad guy. Like if you think about uh, Dom in in the first three, here's this like ex-con who is a violent, violent dude. (laughs) Like he's not a good guy. And I mean, no one in this franchise, apart from Paul Walker, was really a good guy. I'm not particularly a Paul Walker fan, Mm. um, but I mean, geez... I love how they just recycle. Like they, they take cool characters and they just make them part of this ensemble. I love how they took uh, J- uh, Jason Statham and they took Luke, Luke Evans, Evans yeah, and that did that great, team up. It. Like
2: You can tell he didn't have a lot of time on set. No, he <laughs> did not. He was in like two scenes. Yeah, and that was Very, it. very cool that they brought him back. Those little fucking fighter jet
1: things, yeah, jetpacks yeah, yeah. they flew in on. <laughs> yeah. <was> awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> holy crap. When I first saw that, I thought, oh, they got planes. And then I saw the little guys. Yeah. Little the I was like, oh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> course they did. Like, I think yeah, we turned to each
0: other and was just like... This is hectic, yeah, yeah. man.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but I love every
0: second of it. Luke Evans, was uh, it was a really nice surprise to see him back in there. Mm. The, another great yeah. little moment.
1: Bit of a Luke Evans fan.
0: He just loves Gaston. I can't really think of that many films that I, I've really enjoyed that he's been in. I didn't like The Hobbit, uh, any of them. I kind of like Beauty and the Beast. Uh, what else has he been in?
1: Dracula, I'm told, I didn't see that. He played Zeus in... Um, Gods of Egypt no Uh, it was kind of the clash of um clash of titans the immortals Immortals, yeah Yeah. which is a a fun little film that i you know enjoyed i guess it looks really nice anyway he was in this movie for three seconds we don't need to go on a whole tangent
2: about him um that uh jason statham scene at the end with the baby oh amazing just so so good Amazing. You're like, up until that point in the movie, he's still kind of like, you know, a bad, yeah, bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. But after that scene, he like, okay, make the oh. franchise about him. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is I, this is Crank 3. I yeah.
1: love how this franchise is like, it just kind of puts a setting that that is not considered a ridiculous scene in this. No. <laughs> that, that it just fits so seamlessly in mm. there. And seeing him do this little cut to the baby where he goes, hope you're okay type thing, <laughs> and thinking in my mind, I should find this ridiculous mm. and I should find this cheesy. But I don't. I really, really love it. It's a testament to how
0: F. Gary Gray really just knew what to execute in this film. It's meant to be overloaded. It's meant to be crazy. And yeah, I totally agree with you. That's one of the best scenes in the film. It's so
2: fun. That's what I'm saying about confidence. You know, like there's in the same set piece, we have the rock like turning a torpedo around on the ice and throwing it back at the bad guys. (laughs) And this scene where Jason Statham kills 20 dudes while holding a baby bassinet. It's...
1: Amazing. Just thinking about this film makes me just happy. Yeah.
2: Apparently, actually, there was a a credit scene shot with The Rock and uh, Jason Statham's characters. There may be a spinoff in the works, um, but there's been a lot of beef in some of these movies between Vin Diesel and The Rock, apparently. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have followed any of this. Is that true, though? I yeah, I mean, there's been stuff on Twitter from the actual actors themselves. But I, I feel like The Rock knows
0: how they know these guys know how to play the PR game. With but Peter.
2: they, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, apparently, this f- scene was shot, and um, Vin Diesel wasn't told about it, and he may have nixed it. There was a recall of of some right. of the the prints in the states, I think.
1: Uh, okay, and right. they took
2: the scene back out supposedly. But but anyway, my point is, we need that Hobbs and oh. uh, Jason Statham spin-off. Yes. Holy crap! 100%. again, their prison scene just so good. And then when when they finally have a laugh together in that scene where they're lifting the engine, they're like, oh. "Yeah, it's like, fuck yeah!"
0: <laughs> I really wish I'd had the rock as a soccer coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All prep school, doing the I think I'd be a lot better person these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel
1: like I I feel like I should be more angry. By the way that The Rock is used in Hollywood, you just chuck him into a franchise, you just chuck him into a movie, and it's like printing money. He's so good and fucking just lovable. I can totally understand why Vin Diesel hates him. Like, he's stealing his franchise
2: from out from under him. Yeah. <laughs> like, Vin Diesel, you know, he's there, and he's trying. He's not doing a great job, but he's he's trying, God damn it! But, uh, yeah, The Rock is just so effortlessly charming.
0: But the the cool thing about The Rock is he didn't have it easy. He has had some duds along the way, and he's just hard work, perseverance. He's yeah. made his way to the top, and he is the guy now. Yeah,
1: is, was he highest earning?
2: Yeah, yeah, highest really? earning, highest earning actor in Hollywood.
1: Wow,
0: yeah. not surprising. You ever took Downey
1: Junior.
2: There was a year, oh, It was a few years back. It was when he had um, GI Joe and a bunch of other stuff come out that one year. Fast, yeah. There was a fast movie as well. He
1: he just makes movies. Uh, successful mm. that um, what was that uh, disaster film San Andreas yeah that which is by all accounts just a terrible film but you put the rock in it and I will go see it yeah look ultimately this movie is nothing but ridiculous and nothing but fun I just it's probably one of my most enjoyed films of the year damn yeah
0: if I was 10 years old man this is
2: heaven
1: hell this is heaven for me now uh, <laughs> This movie will keep you young
2: Proven Scientifically proven Um, This movie is actually on track to Become one of the highest grossing movies of all time at this point I think the last one maybe did not do quite as well as the previous one
0: It's outpacing The Force Awakens, isn't it?
2: Yeah, if the estimations are uh, correct It will overtake The Force Awakens Wow Opening weekend, yeah
1: I kind of hope it does
2: Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this imagine a... if this one overtook Avatar. Man, these movies are such a global hit. Like, they're tapping into a market that is just not being serviced elsewhere, apparently.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, but this is the thing. Like, you have kind of, uh, like, meathead, shitty movie consumers that are going to love this. Mm. You have people that, um, like... Film connoisseurs
0: like ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to say be film connoisseurs, but like elite. But like,
1: but like the f- all right, the fact that all three of us are so down for this film, and we have such kind of varied tastes in movies, mm. means that it is striking a chord with just about everyone. Um, I think they it makes sense that if this is the most successful movie on the planet, it makes sense. Mm. I hope it kicks Avatar off. <laughs> oh, would be so do I. So sweet. So yeah. do I. That'd be amazing. You know, Vin Diesel just walking around with the biggest fucking hard-on ever just like loving life right now vin
2: diesel is the biggest hard-on ever (laughs) look at him i love the naming conventions of this series or non-conventions
1: really excellent aren't they
2: the fast and the furious the fast and the furious 2 uh tokyo drift fast and furious fast five furious six whatever seven was called and then fate of the furious where do they go from here the ninth of the furious <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> ninth
1: of the furious 9 furious people for 9 mm. of the furious it would be something like that yeah.
0: well that's it for our the fate of the furious review guys we're on itunes we're on youtube please subscribe to all of the channels that we have <laughs> <laughs> he's and lost like it. he's on gone social media <laughs> we have our weekly show top 8 up which goes up every Sunday and we'll have our review for the indie uh, kaiju film uh, Colossal up on Thursday guys it's been a pleasure Connor
1: bye bye and Benny there you.